Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project, where I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. We have a really fun one for you today, as we always do. Thanks for tuning in and also thanks for reviewing us. I know we've been pushing the reviews hard, but they are hugely We're helpful. beating the drum. We're beating that drum. And honestly, like it really helps. We're trying to get, what is the country that we're trying to get number one in? Belgium. Belgium. Kind of crazy, but let's just shoot for something. Let's be number one in Belgium. All right. So let me just read a review that we got. Um, this was actually July 1st. It said, thank you for being the exact thing the industry needs. Most people want you to retire tomorrow because they hate what they do. If you love what you do, you never really want to stop. Figure out what you love to do and get paid for it. Keep going. And this was from the Traction Master. So thanks for reviewing that. Again, review, rate, subscribe. Uh, they actually do mean something. We'll read them for you. Uh, but anyway, let's talk and let's go to our guest for the show. Brian, yes. let's do the introduction. Today, I'm excited. We have Evie Peterson. Evie, what started out as a catering company has now evolved into a full service venue, coffee shop, and inn. She's committed to quality in her catering, that full service venue is the way to go, and that we are an honest, hardworking company that wants all of our clients' events to be a success. I welcome to the show Evie Peterson of Nevada, Iowa, not to be confused with Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome to the show, Evie. Good to be here. Awesome. I want to go back because have you always wanted to do this? Was this your dream from the beginning or has it evolved? It's evolved. I, I've always wanted to own my own business. I feel like even as a little girl, I wanted to, I, I always had aspirations to do my own thing, to have a shop or just depending on what I was interested in at the time, it always seemed to revolve around that, you know, but totally. um, let's stop right there. Cause yeah. I got a lot of questions. This yeah. is going to be how the whole show is going to go. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> Uh, who, where do you think that has come from? Like, was your parents entrepreneurial? Was your grandparents? Like, what instilled in you at an early age to be like, I want to own my own business? Um, I think my dad. Yeah. Okay. My dad Shout is definitely entrepreneurial, um, has that, that like farmer gene that works all the time and mm. wants to see things grow and um, always needs to have a new project and do this. Okay that. Right. So yeah, I think Thanks my dad. Thanks for my stupid questions. I just like You're to good. Know. You're good. No, I love it. All right. So go ahead. Yeah. And then I, when I was young, I was, a, I worked under a chef for a lot of years um, at, at a camp and conference center. And that was really where I kind of decided and uh, really just tuned into my, um, my gifts of service. Mm -hmm. And um and, and just that that was what brought me the most joy, you know, was serving. So um, it always has come back to that. And that's what always what that? I'm good at. So. How many years ago was that? Oh, gosh, a million. Uh, uh, 1994, 93. Okay. I was okay. 14, 13. Wow. 
So, um, yeah, so that was a high school all through high school. Then I, I, uh, was assistant chef to him and would work on the weekends and, um, just learned, learned the craft of cooking and, um, cooking but, for mass quantities. Yeah. Mass that's a whole quantity. different deal. Yeah. So this yeah. was at hidden acres, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, is pretty large. known in the Iowa community. Like a lot totally. of people know it. It's the largest camp and conference center in Iowa. And my dad is the one who built, who was the executive director for there, who was really oh, the one wow. who built it. Um, so he took his entrepreneurial drive and put it into ministry and was able to grow that business and that um, to, to crazy, to crazy proportions. So, wow. okay. yeah. So, so you're, you're cooking in high school. And yep. you're cooking for a lot of people. Yeah. Because it's, it's one thing to cook for a family at dinner time. It's another thing to cook for four or 500 people at a time. <laughs> yep. But that was how I learned. And so, I mean. So where did you take that after high school? Um, after high school, I went, to co- I went to Bible college for a year. Um, missed work and uh, missed camp in my home and um, ended up coming back after a year. And um, the chef that had trained me all those years um, ended up quitting, and I took his position at 18 years old. And so I just worked. Get it? Like, yeah, yeah. Grasshoppers become the master. Uh huh. Yep. So I took his job and did that for about four years. Um, Got married, and it kind of took a little break, and then yeah, was back to it later, but. So walk us through how farmhouse catering, which is kind of your main catering business now, you have multiple businesses. That's that's why I wanted to have you on the show because it's kind of evolved. You've yeah. kind of evolved into this just entrepreneur. And uh, so walk us through how farmhouse catering got started. Here's, here's what I think I think is, I just want to edify what Brian is saying, is there's a lot of times when somebody starts down this uncommon path. And then they see this shiny object on the left and they start doing something that's not even what they're gifted at. Yeah. And so what I'm really excited about kind of to unpack for you, Evie, is that you added on, you didn't abort, you didn't yeah. about face, you didn't do a 90 degree change. It was just one degree off to complement what you're doing. So yeah. I think I want to just preface this whole conversation with that exact thing is you had add-ons that helped cash flow. So yeah. Start with the farmhouse catering and then we'll kind of work into how you added on things. Yeah. Yeah. So farmhouse catering started pretty small. I mean, the basis of it was the inspiration for it was that we were living in the farmhouse that I grew up in and like had a, a drawing, a pencil drawing of that farmhouse. And that was my first logo. And it just really, I wanted to emulate comfort and home and just I wanted people to trust me um, and I just felt like that was a, a good place to start and mm-hmm. since I was cooking at home and just I mean that's what it was I was cooking from sure. my farmhouse and how many uh, people would you cook for like what was your biggest ones that you had in that kitchen that you had to cater for so I actually had access to the hidden acres kitchen okay. at that time so I mean I uh, I could I would use their, I would actually mm-hmm. had my license out of their kitchen. I see. Okay. So uh, it was just kind of when I first started, I was living in that farmhouse. And I mean, but and it, you kind of shared like when you first got started, it was more like, you know, pocket money, vacation oh, yeah. money. This wasn't you getting back into the mix. It was no. more. 
this was side like income. side income, make a, you know, and, and I kind of concentrated on weddings and friends' weddings and, um, sure. you know, there was a couple thousand dollars here, a couple thousand dollars there, you know, but sure. I did not, I didn't have a goal to, I had little, little kids. And so I wasn't, mm. I wasn't in a mindset of, I need the career now, you know, but I, mm. I was kind of like starting it slow so that I would have it for later, you know, sure. and catering is yeah. really something that, that I found over the years that I could put kind of in a hibernation and then pull back out when I needed it, you know, and mm -hmm. it could kind of ebb and flow with my, with my, um, seasons of life. And so That's I've just That's kind of blessing. always, always done that, you know, but, uh, and so that started to come up. So at what point did you're like, I need to go all into this thing and really start making this become more of a sustaining <laughs> cash flow for my career in life? Yeah. Well, it was really when, um, things got rough at home and I was, my ex-husband was ready to, to walk away from our family. And I said, well, I know how to cook. I have this little catering company. I'm just going to ramp that up and just start hitting the pavement and start cooking for people. And so I got in with, I got in with some um, pharmaceutical sales reps and started doing. There you go. Lunches <laughs> Shout every... out to my friends at pharmaceutical land. So yep, Philip was yep, a pharmaceutical oh, sales rep. Back so. in the day, you yep. can't do that anymore. But it's considered bribery, <laughs> you know, to take the yeah. food into the doctors. But back in the day, you they would be doing three or four lunches a week, and so I I had this nice network and handful of pharmaceutical reps. I was like peddling to car dealerships, you know, they serve yeah. different places that I knew treated their their um their employees to and I bet you it was a really good value for pharmaceutical reps being that I was one to have oh, you were. a nice good <laughs> yeah, a nice good family home cooked it meal was versus and, like Jason's deli again. Like how many times it, do I have to keep oh, catering yeah. Jason's deli? Get, get Jason out of here. Get Jason out of here. Okay, so sorry. Keep going. But so now that you got the catering thing up and going and you started putting more energy into it, you're starting to get cash flow out of it. And then when did you start thinking? Wow, one, I feel like it's sustainable for my life and to, I guess, uh, provide for my kids and me. But then when did you like, I think we can make this even more? Let's talk about that tweak. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I got, got remarried to a man that was just awesome <laughs> and he was super supportive and said, you do whatever you want you know, like you, you just do this. This is what you're good at. And, and supported that. I, I've always, I had always known that I, that it could be something big, you know, but until he kind of came into the picture, I was never like completely encouraged to embrace it. Sure. And so he encouraged me and said, yeah, you just do this. It's great. It makes sense. And, um, and he's really, really savvy with money and, um, business and, 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 uh, yeah, he's just wise, wise did, about things. Did he so. have a career that he was bringing into the marriage too? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did that so, help in your like mind of like, well, at least we got some cash flow coming in. Yeah, that helps. Okay. That okay. does help. You know, he had, he has a nice job and, um, and, and he is actually the one that bought 
gatherings bought the building gotcha. and and then he's he's also a um he does construction and rehabilitation like building rehab, rehab and house rehab sure. so we do a lot of that together and um yeah we bought that building and he said so yeah our listeners, this building is in downtown Nevada um, and it's gorgeous and it's just absolutely gorgeous. And that's where you're doing not only the food, but they can hold their event at your location and kind of get the full service treatment. Yeah. And really getting that, getting that building was, was creating a home for farmhouse. I mean, I was kind of a nomad until that point. No more hidden acres kitchen that they had to use. Yeah, I didn't have, I hadn't used that for a long time. I had been working, I had rented the kitchen at a country club and mm-hmm. was kind of working out of that and catering, but um, knew that I wanted a home for a farmhouse. I knew I wanted um, a venue that I could control the environment. And Shout out to your husband for yeah. not only like supporting you, but like really supporting Like super support, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. that brought in like a whole other revenue stream, I imagine, oh, totally. of not only just the food and the catering, but now you've got the actual venue fees and and, and alcohol. We, yeah, we have yeah, our bar oh, yeah. liquor license, and so now we were triple dipping into events, is what I'd call it. Like instead of I just like that triple dipping, instead of just going to other places with food, we had them paying us for food and for the building and for alcohol, you know, yeah. and, um, and they're coming to you and you're not, and they're, driving they're all coming over. to me and right. all of a sudden those weddings that I was doing off site that were, you know, three, $4,000 sure. are all of a sudden 10, you know? Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let me talk through this. Was the men, did the menu change at all when they started coming to you? Um, like, not really. Uh, Okay. I'm just I mean, a little bit, but not the the basis of it. I'm always adding stuff, but okay. really the basis of it hasn't changed a lot since the very beginning. I still stick to what I know and I still... Stick into the roots. Yep. I still Abby. stick to the roots and what works. So Nice. So then, so you've been doing that. So then you added something else next door. So tell us kind of what was the genesis for, for adding the coffee shop. So... I, we started renting the building next door. Um, I had a couple employees and we were needing some office space. And so we started renting the building next door and for office space. And there was all this extra room. And then, <laughs> then we said, well, maybe we should make sandwiches during the week. We're here anyway. And right. we've got leftover lettuce and leftover this and that from our yeah. wedding this last weekend why don't we throw sandwiches and salads together and people that work downtown can come and have lunch or grab their quick to go lunch. So we opened up this little lunch box. Seriously. It was open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And we just served soup, salad and sandwiches and people would come in. And so then everybody in town was coming in because we had like homemade soup Mm -hmm. and fresh salads and stuff Mm -hmm. that we couldn't get it Subway. They couldn't get it Subway and the Mexican place, which were the only other two options. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we need a little diversification there. In so, so they, so then people kept 
kept coming and then they would say, oh, why don't you open a coffee shop? And I'd say, no, I don't want a coffee shop. I don't want a restaurant. And I said, I've said for years, I don't want a restaurant. I don't yeah. want a restaurant, you know, and people that know me have teased me, man, this place looks an awful lot like a restaurant. <laughs> I love it. Why, what was the genesis of only doing the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Uh, like, what just was the thought process behind that? Yeah. Uh, it was really to use up our leftovers. I mean, we had, I order all this food for the weekend for a Saturday event. And then there'd be like a bag of like a three pound bag of lettuce left over. And there'd be all these mashed potatoes left over. And there would be things that, Hey, I, I was thinking, okay, you could give it, we could give it away or I could sell it again. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you know, like there's, I'm just going to step into your world for a second. For a caterer, your yeah. ultimate like worst experience is where you don't have enough food. Yeah. I, it's got to be like the worst thing. So it's you so always hard. are over, over. Oh, we always overshoot. Overshoot. I mean, you're like my wife. Like when she, <laughs> there's only two people coming over, honey. Like, why do we have, uh, why do we have 16 steaks? You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, but for her, we cannot run out of food. No, so, you can't run it. out. Like it's a nightmare and it's, the, it's the scarlet letter, you know, of the yeah. you can't. <laughs> and once you, once you are out of food at one event, like people will talk, there's 20, if there's 400 oh. people at that event, oh, every single true. person knows, you that know? Is. And so yeah. you can't, you can't get that reputation. And so we, we do really, really well with portion sizes and, and, okay. uh, and, so, so yeah. when, what forced you to add the coffee? Um, did you the go to, wait, did you go, did you move to Mondays and Fridays or the whole time? Eventually, eventually we ended up being, you know, we kind of expanded and a set we're open Fridays and then we're open Mondays. And oh yeah, it's a slippery slope. Now then, every day of the week, <laughs> yeah, you come are. in and get a coffee and a burrito, you know, but. Absolutely. And so um, when did you start the whole coffee thing when you opened up more days or is this before? That? So no, we started, we just, we started doing the sandwich thing in October and by June, um, I had a espresso machine. So yeah. I really was saying, well, you guys keep buying sandwiches. We'll open a coffee shop, you know, yeah. but I was hesitant. It's a small town and there's been a lot of, um, everybody that's opened up coffee shop has failed in our town. Nobody has ever been successful. And um, a lot of that is because they didn't have the backup of other, another company or they were trying to make a living off of it. I'm not going to get rich selling coffee in Nevada, but. um, (laughs) It's a good compliment. It's just nice. (laughs) But I love like, that's what I just love about your story is it's kind of like, it, you've you've added things, but they're just so complementary to the overall brand, your yeah. location, you know what you're providing to the community. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've gotten coffee there several times, and it's just yeah, it's just neat. Yeah, um, and I'll never do story. anything that doesn't flow with what we're already doing. You know. Yeah, and I think that's a big part of our message is we see mm-hmm. people pivot to things, and it's like you don't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, and it's like totally. Is a totally different business, you know, yeah. where yours is always, I feel like, been enhancing the food and the experience and, um, and you know, playing to your skill sets and resources. Uh-huh. So, so you have one other. I know that's kind of the primary, you know, those three things, farmhouse, catering, gatherings, event center, and farm grounds, coffee. Those are your three main, um, mm-hmm. you know, businesses, sources of income, passions. But you've added another one that we, Philip and I talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. If you could tell us about the Farm Pond Inn. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, my husband and I were able to buy our dream property two years ago here in Nevada. Um, it's nine acres in town. It's so pretty right next to the creek. And we have a pond and big willow trees. Uh, but in that property, there was a there's a big building in that the gentleman who had owned it previously had built. And the upstairs had an apartment and it was actually just like an apartment that he had built for his buddies or his son. Like it was pretty plain. Um, and I, my husband and I saw this building with that. And then there's a spot where we have our offices in that I'm here now. And then there's another, another spot with another kitchen for the company. But um, the inn really was a place we were needing a place for our brides to get ready at gatherings. Um, And so kind of started out as that, you know, let's fix this up and make it real pretty and they'll rent it. And so it really complements gatherings in that our, our clients will, will use it and get ready and spend the night and their family will gather. So, um, sure. Yeah. And I is really it on Airbnb too? It's sometimes? on Airbnb and Verbo. It's actually gotcha. just about ready to go as a Airbnb plus. Like, it's, Oh, nice. It's so much nicer than, um, than a normal Airbnb. And, and it's also certified in. So like it's gets inspected every year and all of that stuff. Wow. So, if we ever sure. get to the point where we can't do Airbnb anymore, then <laughs> we'll just go to that, right? We'll we just, just yeah, we're we're okay. So, yeah. but, so we're um, huge fans of that, uh, you know, kind of the Airbnb market. Phillips oh, it's so great! And uh, and then so you have five children in the mix of all these endeavors. I do. I do. Can you just share what it's been like incorporating them into the business? You know, I think as parents, we all battle the like. Great question. Are we going to pay for stuff? Are we doing allowance? You know, and you've got four businesses they could come into. So yeah, listeners about you know, what like. it seems like a good idea to have all the kids like work for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's a great it's a great thing to have them, and um, and they do work, and they get scheduled. We kind of treat them like the other employees in some ways. Like we've had mm-hmm. to set up some. parameters of you can't call mom and get out of your shift um, type things, but they fit in real well. Um, Yeah. Uh, I have encouraged my son to go and get a job at Fairway just because I, I, I am going to, I should have encouraged the girls to go and work for somebody else besides me just to understand like um, it's, it's hard to employ your kids. And I worked for my dad for years I understand that relationship. Um, but, uh, so, but yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think they're going to be okay. And they're going to be hard workers. Sure. I'm going to go hard right here. So hang on. Tell us about bridezillas. Do they have, do you have any bridezillas up in Nevada? Oh Lord have mercy. Yes. Give us a, give us your best story. (laughs) So a long time ago, I had this girl that, um, Oh, Miranda. I, can I even say her name? Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but <sighs> I appreciate well, it. We called her crazy Miranda. Okay. That's what we called her. But she wanted like, she wanted insane things for her wedding, like little tea bit, these little like tea sandwiches. And she brought me like this folder full of recipes that she wanted me to make. And then she wanted like 
to take down the price to like nothing. She wanted me to do it for basically free, you know, and I was like, I cannot do this. And then at one point she was yelling in a meeting and oh, all of this that wow. I, we got to the weekend of the wedding and I, I seriously was dreading it. I said, I cannot, I can't even go shopping for this stuff that this girl wants. Like I, I cannot stomach this wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Friday afternoon, the, the groom came in with his checkbook. He paid the bill and he said, I'm paying my bill it's and off. you guys have the day off tomorrow. I'm getting the heck out of here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he walked out? He walked yeah, out. He left crazy Miranda. Oh my bill. goodness. So that was like, I mean, that was like the best ending scenario of a bridezilla. Oh my God. Wow. You do have to get to the end of it with them. And, but that was one of the wilder. Mm. Uh, you didn't disappoint. Story. That is a great story. <laughs> oh, it was oh, awful. Crazy Miranda. <laughs> what, uh, what is your, what is doing all this done for your faith? And, and can you just share a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it continues. I continue to love to serve, you know? And so it just really, um, it's just, it's strengthened my faith. It's strengthened my love of people. And I think just my abilities to work with them and show, show love to them and, um, and compassion for people. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, in the business, we, we believe everybody deserves the best, you know, which is what God has for us, the best, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, yeah, it's just really, it's really showed me that like, if I, if I serve with him, you know, along with him, um, that like amazing things happen and people are blessed. And sometimes people will just look at me when I say things that like, Oh no, we, we can do that. You know, whenever you say yes to somebody and you just say, embrace them and say, we can do that for you. The surprise sometimes is amazing. You know, the surprise that they have, like, I can't believe you would do that for me, you know, when that's Jesus, like that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like yeah. he'll do whatever, he'll do those amazing things for you, you know? And yeah. I don't know. You have you ever read that. the book Love Does by Bob Goff? Yeah, okay. I have. That seems like it would be right up your alley. See, yeah. I'm not steering you wrong. Yeah, no, it's, I love it. Okay. Well, man, it seems like God's really blessed you and your path. And for sure, all totally. this stuff that's, you know, in front of you, it has to be daunting at times, but farmhouse catering has evolved to something that's bigger than you. Yep. Um, and that's why we wanted you on the Uncommon Life Project, because you get to wake up and you get to do something that you love to do, serve yep. people that you love to serve and mm-hmm. bring a little bit of piece of, I'd say the gospel to every person that you serve. And that to me is the biggest thing. Like, when do you want to stop doing this? I think your answer would be like, well, never. I love this. Does that make sense? Like, I want to keep being more efficient and thinking about ways to do it different. And that's, I think, our biggest, if we could say one thing that we've done in the past seven years that we just keep hearing over and over, people want to truly retire tomorrow if they could. Mm -hmm. And if people were loving what they do, they would never want to stop. So it doesn't have to do about retirement. It has everything to do with like, how has God gifted you? And how can we help you align your money to those giftings and get you to wake up in the morning, getting excited about what you do for how you do it for the people that you love to do it for. Mm -hmm. And so 
to hear your enthusiasm and the way that you bring an uncommon approach to even serving espresso coffees is inspiring. And I think that you need to know that. I'm sure the people that, have, that you've served feel that. And to be able to have a husband that supports you in that is invaluable. And the fact that he wrote a check to have a building to complement all this stuff mm-hmm. is the reason why you have four or five income streams. And so yeah. kudos on you and your husband, um, because it's not always easy, but it sure is rewarding. Sure and is. even when things don't go your way, which I think that obviously you talked about a little bit, uh, you ended up being a more of a character building. Like mm-hmm. I always talk about James chapter one, uh, producing endurance and steadfastness. Mm-hmm. Like that's what happened. And you would never change that. Like some of those hardest moments in your life are the things that I would say shaped your character. Mm, totally. What they are now. And so now you have five kids to pour into to the next generation. How do you get to offset some of the experience that you have and help them try to have that? I want to run my own business like my mom does. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because I think there's some people who look up to their parents that run a business. They're like, I don't want to do that ever. Like, um, so how do you kind of push into your kids and the next generation in that? I make sure they see that I enjoy it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really a part of our life and, and it's, and then we make them a part of it and, and, I don't make it this, I got to go to work. You know, it, yeah. they never see that in, in me. And what, what's kind of cool is they, they see other people in their lives that are like, I got to do the daily grind, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but, yeah. but they also, as they gotten older, they've seen the benefits of having a mom that is self-employed, you know, that I'm the boss and, I can go and pick them up and go do things or be available, a lot more available than the parent working nine to five down in Des Moines, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, I just hope that they, I just want them to see that they can have a family and they can have a job that they love. And, and I've just encouraged all of them to, I haven't pushed, we haven't pushed, um, college or, any preconceived, you need to Gosh. go make a whole bunch of money, you know? Yeah, I, uncommon life. Come that on. would be the worst, like that would be the worst thing ever is if yep. they would just go to make a whole bunch of money and yeah. be yeah. miserable. And um, uh-huh. so I see it in my two older girls. I've got one who just wants to travel and <laughs> she, <laughs> she's going to make no money whatsoever. Like she just wants to travel and be an artist. And so two things that are like, yeah, it's great. And I'm like, go road. for it. Do Ten it. Road. Whatever you want to do, yeah. you know? So yeah. he heads to Japan in, in 20 days for a year. Wow. And, Good for him. And so I'm just so excited, you know? Now's so. the time to do it, right? Like, yeah. Let's figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So where's the future for you, Evie and Farmhouse Catering? What do you see on the horizon for you? Or maybe not, like nothing. Yeah. I don't know. You're content. I'm preparing like for that next step of um, kind of handing over a lot of the business. I would like to to get a general manager in into my company eventually mm-hmm. that kind of handles that day to day. It has to be the right person, you know, so I'm yeah. just prayerfully considering like some options. And my husband mm-hmm. and I both have said, yeah, it would be nice by next summer for someone to be handling a lot of the, the pieces and juggling. Um, and then I can continue to create and kind of help on the back end and like, yeah, yeah. so I have other ideas. There's other things in my 
wheelhouse, of course, <laughs> always. Wheels so, are always turning over there. They're always turning, you know. I, I kind of have like a older older version of myself plan that does a little more gardening and mm. runs my inn and That's good. I don't know, does some farm to table stuff and some more purposeful, um smaller um type type um events. So sure. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get on my soapbox too much, but here's the deal. At the end of the day, this whole uncommon life, you have to have a plan. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. And so Brian and I have been for the last seven years helping people get plans for their uncommon life. Yeah. And really what it boils down to is, do you know your budget? And if you know your budget, you have a savings account, right? And yep. then once your savings account's big enough, then you can go into this investing world where you are at and where you've obviously saw success with farmhouse catering. Mm-hmm. Once that farmhouse catering and all the other little venues have done enough to cover your monthly expenses, now you can just like, you kind of go into the fourth phase of what we call it, of time freedom. Yeah. And time freedom is, this is the best part because if you do the investing correctly, you actually get to time freedom. You're like, I want to do it better. I want to tweak it a little bit more. I want to hire somebody to be able to run it so I can go on a monthly vacation and it doesn't exactly. fall in the face. Like, yeah. But it's always about engaging in something you love to do. So I would say that you are in time freedom and now you're looking back of like, but I can make it better. And that's the coolest thing about this whole uncommon life is if you do it right, you actually are way more passionate about working in the business that you've created for the life that you've always wanted. Yeah. So good on you, Evie. Thank you. Oh, I like it. (laughs) So how can our listeners, if they want to hear more or eat your food or taste your coffee or stay in your Airbnb, Airbnb, how can they get a hold of you? They can find us on online at www.farmhousecaters.com um, or gatherings, um, gatherings.com. Yeah. What is it? www.gatheringsdevada.com. Um, but they all intertwine. If you just Google me personally, it all shows up. <laughs> Very cool. It all pops up. So well, we can't. Um, can't wait to hear and see what God has in store for you with this new chapters. And we hope you find that general manager and uh, yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story today. For sure. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. you've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I am your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. And we hope you come back for the next episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Have a great night. Bye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.